This is the Lazy Women Podcast. Welcome to the Lazy Women Podcast. I'm Jofi and I'm here with Una today. We are both part of the Lazy Women team. And uh, in this podcast, we thought to tackle the topic of our 20s. What are some of the most defining and maybe universal experiences that we go through during this time? What are the pressures of being in our 20s? What is this weird decade between adolescence and maybe full-blown adulthood, if that makes sense? And how do we relate to the concept of a quarter-life crisis? We will discover these topics together and also we will go into the roots of the so-called milestone anxiety with a special guest. So welcome, Una. And if you could share maybe some of your personal experiences related to this topic and why you think it's important to talk about it. Thank you, Sophie. So this topic has recently been the forefront of my own personal life. I recently entered... A new phase of life, I would say, coming out of university, entering the work life, living by myself, gaining more independence. My life has changed a lot in the last two years, and there have been new challenges in my life, and I feel like I've been faced with new questions about my future, where I want to be, who I want to be, what I want to do that I haven't been faced with before. So I feel in particular that When you are in university, you have a very structured life. You are following this idea of who you wanted to be when you were younger, and um, you're on a maybe a more clear path. And then when you come out of it, I really felt this shift in how I experienced life, and I felt an increasing amount of pressure to live up to society's expectations, which I hadn't really thought of before. And I kind of had thought that I was immune to them before. So this is really why I started reading about this topic and looking into it more. Yeah, I can definitely relate to this shift post-university and this immunity we felt while being at uni. Do you think that during that time, society like gives us, I don't know, this pass or this this stop from these pressures and then once you leave it's like okay now it's time to get serious or was it so clear-cut for you yeah that's really how I felt specifically as a woman I this comes from maybe a place of privilege but I really didn't feel the pressures that much of living up to the expectations of what a woman should be particularly, you know, the one that we hear all the time of getting married and having children. And I kind of felt like that was never going to be an issue for me, that I would feel pressure on that. And my views on that have really shifted, particularly because I think nowadays we think that, oh, we have surpassed these traditional values and women can be whoever they want to be. But really, I have felt an increase in anxiety because what if you do want to have that life? What if you do want to have a partner? What if you do want to get married? What if you want to have kids? And how do you navigate that as a modern woman who 
also wants to have a career and also um, is increasingly concerned with the world around her and the political state of the world today because I really think and you may agree Sophie but that we're living through a quite extraordinary time to be young which reflects a lot on our views of how we think about our future and the maybe different questions that we are facing now than previous generations or our parents ever had to deal with. Yeah, for sure. I can I can completely relate to your experience and feelings. And for me, this turning point in the way I think and the perceived immunity I have really took a change when I turned 26 recently. And I mean, it's quite classic that you know, as soon as I left like my early 20s, this pressure and expectation started kicking in. And I feel like I'm still at the very beginning of this huge dose of pressures that are about to come as I am, you know, slowly reaching my 30s or I'm on that way. And I was thinking about why, like what changed Uh, recently and for me this really relates to the past years and what we have gone through as a society collectively we all experienced the pandemic and experiencing it in the years just after university when you still had this kind of freedom and also it was the time to start things or you know there's this specific time when you leave university you're having your first jobs first internships like it feels serious more serious than at university but still not so much like you can still I mean you can always experiment but from a societal view you're still very much allowed to fuck things up basically but during that time like between the ages of 22 and 24 my life was sort of on a pause Of course, it wasn't in reality, but I really wasn't thinking intentionally about my life during these years. And I was just going with the flow. And I think also very understandably, I allowed myself this stop from these pressures and expectations, seeing how much unpredictability is in the world out there. So... But it almost went into, you know, like this nihilistic way that like, what's the point of like thinking intentionally about our lives if so much can change in, you know, a month's time, like our entire world changed. And it really took me, you know, just after COVID to start thinking a bit more intentionally about like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to be? Who do I want to surround myself with? And where do I want to live? And I'm still on that journey. But but yeah, maybe that time also, you know, prompted me to emerge more intentionally in a way. And yeah, I mean, professionally speaking, I'm I'm in an interesting period at the moment. Literally two weeks ago, I quit my full-time job in the career path I was supposed to be doing based on my studies, based on any kind of past internships and experiences I had and I did this to to focus more time on lazy women and and really maybe try to take this to a more professional level 
But uh, yet this means also reinventing myself uh, and imagining myself as this more creative, easygoing person rather than the very structured path I was seeing myself on. So I don't know if you can relate to any of these, Una. Yeah, I think that's so admirable to do that. And also I believe that there's conflicting messages about your 20s because at one point you feel like you need to figure everything out yourself but then a lot of the times when I talk to older people about it like my parents or when I read articles about it the 20s is kind of seen as a period to take risks to mess around to fuck things up as you said so I also feel that I have this conflicting feeling of should I go on this really structured life path or you know, should I take more time to figure myself out and to see what else is out there, basically? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the root of our discussion today and what we wanted to reflect on, because we do tend to think about our 20s as the time to figure yourself out and try things out. But what does that really mean? Especially where now the life expectancy of the modern world has increased over the past century and where the idea of a good life can mean more than one thing. Why do we still feel so much pressure in our 20s, especially as we go towards the 30-year-old mark? So to explore this idea further, we found this very interesting and maybe a bit controversial TED talk in which the clinical psychologist Mac Jay speaks about why the 30 is not the new 20. It was actually Una who discovered this TED talk and sent it to me. So I was wondering, how did you find this? Like, how did you come across this talk? And I mean, why do you think it's, it's viral today? Like it has so many new comments and, you know, people are continuously sharing it. Why is that? I got this talk randomly in my YouTube feed as a recommended video and I was intrigued to click on it and (laughs) this talk brought up some interesting discussions between me and my friends and some of them had also been recommended this video so I think um, definitely the algorithm is pushing this and we are still very interested that even though this talk is from 10 years ago I think more and more especially our generation is really questioning um, already at such a young age kind of our purpose in life and we are really drawn to discussions around that so that's why it really ignited a discussion between my friends and I on what we should be doing in our 20s in this very pivotal decade in our lives and the basis of this TEB talk and um, what the psychologist Meg Jay is talking about is basically that her main point is that the 20s are a very critical period of adult development that's being overlooked by the media and that as a culture we have trivialized the defining decade of adulthood and um, basically what she's saying is that the 20s are more important than your 30s even and that the 30s are therefore not their new 20s and this is quite a controversial statement which has ignited many responses from me and my friends when I've talked about them with that. Um, In addition, she gives 
kind of three key advice for the young generation in this TED talk to help living life more intentionally. Um, the first is to forget our identity crisis and instead get an identity capital, meaning that do something that gives your life value. So explore things, but with intention, basically. Second is to explore our weak ties. So try to grab opportunities in a more structured and more thoughtful way. So reach out to friends of friends and really make use of the connections that you have, even if they seem unlikely. And the third is that the time to start picking your family is now in your 20s. And uh, be as intentional with your love life as you are with your career. So obviously, these are very concrete tips, but they are also quite general. I don't know. What did you think of it, Una? I think the, the best way to demonstrate the TED Talk is to have a little listen into what Meg Jay says about the 20s as being a defining decade. So, when looking around on how to figure out your 20s, Meg Jay's TED Talk comes up quite a lot. The main point of her talk is that she believes that every 20-something deserves to know what sociologists, psychologists, neurologists, and fertility specialists already know. And that is that claiming your 20s is one of the simplest yet most transformative things you can do for your work, love, happiness, and according to her, for the world. She says that this is not her opinion, but that these are facts. She lists some of these facts, which we think are important to know, but they may shock you. Firstly, 80% of life's most defining moments take place before 35. Secondly, the first 10 years of your career has an exponential impact on how much you will earn in life. Thirdly, more than half of Americans are married, dating, or living with their future partner by age 30. Fourthly, personality changes more during your 20s than any time in life, as the brain caps off its last growth spurt and rewires itself for adulthood. And lastly, female fertility peaks at age 28 and things get tricky after age 35. Therefore, your 20s is the time to educate yourself about your body and your options. This is just a snippet of the talk, and Meg Jay also wrote a whole book on this topic, but we will link to the full TED Talk in the show notes, so you can take a listen to the whole speech and make up your own mind about it. We had some pretty strong reactions to it. To be honest, this talk really freaked me out. It gave me so much anxiety. Because saying that 80% of your life's most defining moments are happening right now, that is not how I feel. <laughs> and I'm scared that I'm not going to have my defining life moments before I'm 35 anymore. The first reaction I had to that talk was that it scared me. I don't know if you felt the same. Yeah, it scared me. And it also just, oh, it just... It's not what I need, you know, in my daily life, like more pressure. And I don't know, I, I, I feel these numbers are so arbitrary and in, in a way, 
they don't mean anything. And I mean, of course, there is a certain science behind it from, from what I gathered or like she makes it sound that these are facts, but I'm, I'm also just wondering, like, do these facts still hold true today? And how much of it is, you know, just like a result of the pressures we put on ourselves knowing these numbers. So we are like, okay, we need to find our partner before we are 30 and all of that. And I mean, I also just want to highlight that she says 50% find their future life partner before 30. But what about the other 50%? And what about those who change their partners? Like, it's, it's really not how I try to think of life, because I know that's already what I know, or that's already what I've been told. So um, obviously, it's ingrained in me. And I, in a way, it's internalized already. No, exactly. This you touched on the two points that I found most concerning about that TED talk, which is firstly, this narrative that people in their 20s are just messing around and that we're not living intentionally and that we really need to get a grip on ourselves and get all these things sorted before we turn 30. Because I think for sure, it's okay to totally want these milestones in your life. It's okay to totally live with intention and have goals for your life but I also think that most of my friends especially my female friends have those goals as you said we are so aware of these things already we are so planned out and organized and ambitious and it's what our discussions revolve off most of the time is you know where we want to get in life and what we want to do and our hopes and dreams for the future and it's already anxiety inducing so I hate this narrative that she's perpetuating that people in their 20s are just fucking around. <laughs> and also, what is wrong with fucking around in your 20s is my second point, because the way that she leads and afterwards she goes into an example of one of her clients um, that was sleeping around with men in her 20s and was doing a job that she didn't like. And then after two years of Meg Jay as a psychologist. She then is married to her dream man in a dream city with her dream job. And that's so great if you want to live that life and if that's what you want to achieve. But as you said, most people might not achieve that. And secondly, is that really the life that we want to lead anymore? I mean, it's very traditional and narrow-minded view of what a person's life should be. I don't think necessarily that marriage is the end goal or a family or even a great career I mean you know people are very different and it doesn't mean that you can't be successful if you don't hit these milestones yeah I totally agree and yeah it really got me thinking what is this generation of 20s that she's talking about because it's not at all what I'm experiencing and it's not at all how I live my 20s or how people around me live their 20s. And I was thinking about, like, related to what we were discussing before, what makes our generation, you know, different or what are the biggest kind of highlights of, of our generation. And I mean, I definitely want to say that the climate crisis and the fact that we are experiencing this real sense of urgency 
why we are still growing up while we haven't necessarily figured our life goals and our path out is definitely one of the defining things in our 20s. Secondly, as I talked about it, we have gone through a global pandemic in these foundational years, not only putting our experience making on hold, but also making many of us experiencing loss and grief for the first time. So if anything, I feel that our generation is painfully aware of how our time is limited on earth. And this is just, you know, made worse by the pressures of productivity culture, which already urges us in our daily lives, even if everything is okay and if there's no like huge emergency or crisis or life-changing event, to make the most out of every single day we have, every single minute, to wake up at 5 a.m., to, you know, get a head start of our day before the word wakes up. All of these ideas, all of the YouTube videos I get on my feed about like the 5 a.m. morning routines, I don't know if it's just because I'm intrigued or, you know, if it's, yeah, like, why is that coming up? But, uh, but I think we are constantly reminded of this ladder of success and that everything we do has to have a purpose. So, I mean, that's when we think about the concept of rest, real rest, and the foundational ideas behind lazy women, that's completely contradictory because I think sometimes to recharge and re-emerge with creativity and purposeful things and goals, you need to have time when you're not doing something for like an end goal or like you're not using your experience as a means to something bigger or something that's gonna yeah make you more successful whatever success means to you so I think this is yeah like the complete opposite of what I'm experiencing and um, also uh, we wrote about this on lazy women a bit but for example lazy nuptials article about what rush talks about the idea of the famous 30 under 30 lists and not even you know just having success as a goal but to even achieve this before we hit the 30 year mark so even making it worse so yeah like the opposite of messing around in our in our 20s really and una i think what you mentioned about these pressures as a woman and expectations around womanhood are so clear-cut. And they are, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that even in the TED Talk, the two main examples that are shown are both stories of young women. And I mean, ultimately, these pressures are, are faced by everyone. And it's not only women or not only you know, a certain kind of people. But I think we are much more affected by these stereotypes and the time limitations hit a bit sooner, if that makes sense. What do you think? Why this can be the case? Or do you agree? Yeah, I completely agree. And I think one of the main or one of the only points that I identified with this TED Talk is that you shouldn't waste your life by living it not intentionally. And I actually think that's one of the good messages that she's trying to get across is that 
no matter how old you are, even if you are young, it's always good to live the life that you want to live and don't just let it pass you by a bit. And I think that can happen at any age, not just when you're young, but particularly when you are a woman in your 20s. I have really felt the pressures of the biological clock ticking. And I know I'm still young and I know my friends are still young around me, but, you know, ultimately that is something that I would be really sad if I didn't achieve in life, if I didn't have a family and didn't have kids. And it's not something that can be as easily planned as university or a job. So, and I'm a Virgo, I really like to plan things. So that is one of the stresses that I am starting to really feel. And I'm looking around in my life and seeing how can I, you know, incorporate that intention? Um, how can I actively, you know, go after that and ensure that that is something that I will achieve before um, before it's too late, basically. So, you know, I think it's not always that we don't necessarily want to achieve these milestones. I think many of us would like to have a successful career, have a happy home life and build a family. But adding more pressure, especially when you are a woman, because as you said, the examples you mentioned were women, isn't going to help make us achieve that. <laughs> I honestly think I would benefit a lot from a more relaxing approach to these issues and seeing that, you know, maybe in life it's okay to not have everything figured out. And that doesn't mean you don't necessarily fail at life. <laughs> I fully agree. Maybe it's time to hear from our contributors from Lazy Women and how they are experiencing their 20s and pressures around that. What should our 20s be about? It can be difficult navigating your 20s. Your social circle is at its peak. Your career path may be shifting. And I personally feel like it's the first time I've truly been alone. While a lot of this is exciting, it also brings along the pressure to achieve more, perform better, and make the most of my opportunity. I've struggled with feeling like I'm wasting my time. However, I've come to recognize the significance of appreciating the little moments in the everyday life. Whether it's discovering the ripest peach at the market or just spending quality time with friends, I really strive to find contentment in the simple pleasures and not be too hard on myself. This is what I think our 20s should be about. So one of the kind of 20s milestones that I still struggle with, even though it feels really outdated now, is the idea of having a child or even children in your 20s. Growing up through my teens into my maybe even early 20s, I had the idea in my head that 27, 28 would be a good time to have uh, a child. That is what I kind of had seen around me in the generation of women just above myself. And it all seemed to work out well. Now, as I approach 30, um, I'm definitely not in a position to be having a child anytime soon. Um, and when 27 passed, it was definitely something that I had to kind of get over in my head. Um, but it still still haunts me. Um, obviously, for many reasons, having a child right now isn't a viable kind of option, but not least financially, um, let alone 
all the other considerations that need to come with quote unquote to start in a family. Um, so that's something that I still think about quite a lot. Um, and then also other milestones, I guess, would relate to work and our professional lives, thinking that we need to be earning a certain amount by the time we're 25 or 30 or X amount of years after graduating university or be in a certain management position or have a successful side hustle as a millennial. Lots of things to be grappling with. Um, and I don't think it gets any easier. But I think as lazy women, we all need to take a leaf out of each other's books and give ourselves a pat on the back for all we do and have done. And a friend's mother actually told me after she'd moved to the Caribbean in her 60s because she fancied living there and why not? She felt by that point in her life she had lived three or four lives already and sees life as being something that's long and we don't need to worry about getting everything done in our 20s or 30s or even 40s or 50s because there's still more time. So I think that's a really good philosophy to live by, especially when we're experiencing milestone anxiety in our 20s. When I was younger, I thought that by the time I became 30, I would already be married and have at least one kid. A stable, high-earning job and a flat in the capital city. Not necessarily because I wanted to, but because it's what I thought was expected of me and what seemed normal at the time. Plus, I wanted to hit these benchmarks while I was still young and pretty, <laughs> at least in the conventional sense. Now, one year before my milestone birthday, I actually feel quite calm. I might not have had the entire checklist or made it to any 30 under 30 list, but I've done many other things that my younger self never really thought about and that eventually proved even more important to me, like living in five different countries before we finally relocated to Italy, shooting and touring our own documentary film or finally giving space to my creativity, be it through writing, dancing, interior design or sound editing even. I can see that over the years, and especially with the pandemic actually, my priorities have changed and some of them quite drastically so. Or maybe it's because I finally stopped and started to actually pay proper attention to them. Who knows? I no longer dream of doing a career in a big city. Instead, choosing where I want to live based on the lifestyle I want and like to have. I also realized I actually prefer staying childless, something I wrote about quite extensively on the Lazy Women website if anyone's interested. And instead, direct my love and energy at my husband, family, friends, and those future dogs, because <laughs> as you can see, not everything has changed on my list. Slowly entering into my 30s now, with uh, some major changes ahead, I'm worried about not knowing what's to come, but also actually embracing this uncertainty in a way. So far, my instincts brought me exactly where I was supposed to be, even if I didn't realize that was what I wanted or needed at the time. And I'm confident they will continue to do so also in the future. No need to limit myself with arbitrary timelines or recipes for success, you know. <laughs>
as part of this reflection of the defining decade of our 20s, a super interesting podcast that we came across is called The Psychology of Your 20s. And it's created by Jama Speg. And the podcast deals with specific challenges that people in their 20s face. Because I do think that we face particular challenges that people in other decades not necessarily face. And it's interesting that this is now a topic of conversation that the 20s are seen as something, a deeper topic that one can dive into. And that has its own specific challenges that can be explored. So we thought it would be great to speak directly with the podcast host, Gemma Speg, about her experiences of setting up this podcast and why it's important to talk about the challenges of our 20s at this time. Um, so I studied psychology at uni. I did a major and a specialization in it. And there is just so much like fascinating theory and research and studies that is not like widely accessible to like the general public that is actually incredibly relatable and really applicable, especially to our 20s. There are so many theories that when you dive into them and you look past kind of the analytical side and the theoretical side, they really like have a lot to say about this decade. And I was having all these conversations with my friends and applying all these theories to my life and to their lives. And I was like, you know what? This is a good idea. Let's just see what happens and take a risk and just start recording. And I literally was like recording in the back of my car and like on my friend's floor before it kind of took off and became like my full-time job. So that was a psychology element. I've always loved psychology. I think it's so fascinating. It's definitely the best science out there, I would say. And then the 20s is a no-brainer. That's I'm still in my 20s. So it's just like this decade of so much confusion and chaos and questioning. So I think what better than to provide some of the answers and some of the, yeah, some of the guidance around that for sure. Just uh, jumping on the whole quarter life crisis topic, you've done a super helpful episode on that in the past. And you were wondering, first of all, what were the reactions to that episode? And secondly, do you think that this is something that's more relevant for our generations and our maybe Gen Zs and millennials affected more by this concept or not at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it's the, it's in the name, right? Like quarter life crisis. Like I think a lot of people, you know, typically think of the midlife crisis, but I think this generation in particular, right, is like one of the first or second generations to live beyond the blueprint of like, this is what your life should look like. And you have to do each of these steps to achieve a happy life in this generation, we have so much more freedom. And with freedom also comes a lot of like anxiety because there's this study I always reference in my show. It's my favorite study of all time. And it's about the choice paradox. And when we have more choices, we actually, it's harder for us to make a decision compared to when we have less choices. So it's like that weird paradox of like that catch 22 or that kind of like the irony of having more choice actually makes us more stressed. Um, I always, I think that a crisis is a lot like pain when you're experiencing a crisis. It's like how your body responds to pain in your body. It's basically being like, something is wrong here. Something doesn't feel right here. So we're going to create like this kind of alarm system, this sense of discomfort so that you do something about it. 
And I think like around the age of 25, 26, we all kind of experience that where we're like, okay, we've been on this path and do I want to keep going on this path or choose a different one? We have all these big questions, all these big choices, and that's why it occurs. And the response to that episode was like amazing. Like it was, it did so well. And now like, it's insane to see how many people have done their own versions of that episode. And I think I've been on like three other podcasts where they've been like, oh, we would love to do an episode on the quarter life crisis with you. I think because it was so like, it had been in like the vocabulary, but I think it was one of those things where people listened to it and they were like, damn, like that makes a lot of sense. And that is such an interesting concept to be discussed. So yeah, I think it's such a good, I love that episode. I'm glad that's how you guys kind of found me, I guess. Okay. So on our last question is about um, a recent podcast episode that you just did on the five-year plan. I actually really like the fact that because I'm a Virgo, I really like to plan. I really live like a structured life. And um, you're actually saying that we have this emotional bias with us that like, as humans, we're like not able to like see time in the future properly. Like five years actually means nothing to us. And we plan all these like grandiose things that like are actually not realistic at all. And then we get disappointed when they might not come true. But yeah, I wanted to ask, why do you think that the five-year plan is a myth and especially for young people and um, especially young women in particular? Um. I think there's, it's not really gendered, although it would be interesting to do a study on that. Someone wants to do their thesis on that. I would definitely be very keen to hear their results. But I do think the five-year plan is a myth for two reasons. Number one is like, you have no idea what is going to change in your external context. I always give like the, the idea of like the recession, the fact that the pandemic happened. So many things in our lives can completely change our trajectory in a way that we could never imagine. And even on a more micro scale, you know, you go through a friendship breakup or you lose your job or you and your partner break up or something happens that is going to completely alter how you see the world. And I think that comes to the second point, which is that who you are at, like in your early 20s, even in your 20s in general, is not who you are going to be in your 30s or your 40s. I talk to like older people, mentors, people who come on the show all the time and they're like, oh my goodness, like what I wanted at 20 is not what I wanted now because my mindset has changed, because my outlook has changed, my values have changed. So like the idea that the decisions you make right now are going to lock you into place for the rest of your life, I think is such a fallacy, but also such a, a terrible mindset because it doesn't leave room to change. Like it makes you feel guilty if you don't stick to the plan when you should have the freedom to do that. And then also that emotional bias, right? Like if we're talking about the five-year plan in our twenties, most of us like haven't had more than 10 years, like none of us in our twenties have had more than 10 years of like adulthood. Like I'm talking adulthood, like as in not in your teenage years, So we actually don't know what five years looks like. Like you said, like we don't really know. So how can we plan for a timeframe that we really have no conception of and that we really have like, it's so ambiguous. So I think like obviously having long-term goals is important. Having short-term goals is also valuable. But being like in five years, I'm going to have a house. I'm going to be married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be a director at my company. I'm going to have a stock portfolio of whatever amount is like ludicrous because it's like, there are so many different factors that are going to influence that. But additionally, you should give yourself space to not feel tied down to some very specific plan and outlook for your life. So that's a great question. Thank you for asking it. 
So to conclude this topic, I think we can all agree that the 20s is a difficult time. It is an important time in one's life, but it's also a confusing time with many challenges. And in my opinion, the most important thing that I've gotten from this reflection is to continue living your life with intention. And just because you are young doesn't mean that you cannot take active steps and responsibilities to create the life that you want. But ultimately, that life just happens and you cannot plan for things. And I'm really trying to let that sink in as I navigate my later 20s now and start entering my 30s, that it's okay to not have everything planned out and that many of us are in the same boat. Exactly. And I think, you know, life is messy. And for me, what really helped to ease these pressures and expectations and fear I have sometimes was to really look around myself, look at my older friends, relatives or close family and see that some of them really have to, you know, reinvent themselves at a later stage of life. Even if they were on a clear path in their 20s, even if they had it all in their 30s. And it's really amazing to see how they are navigating this phase in life, which gives me so much hope for the future. I want to give a shout out to my mom, who is amazing and a source of inspiration for this topic. And yeah, I mean, Instead of stressing more about reaching specific milestones in our 20s, I think we do have to have an ongoing conversation with ourselves about what we value, what our intentions are, but bearing in mind that these things can change and evolve over time, and that's okay. I wanted to end this discussion with a nice quote that I found in the New York Times. They have a column called Modern Love Stories and this woman wrote in this little quote which I think is very fitting to end on and which gave me a bit of hope and calmed down my fears of the future. It's called Melting Fears by Kaylee Flegg. This month, the month of my 25th birthday, my fears about life and passing time have been at the top of my mind. More than anything, I worry about missing out on romance. Will I be permanently stunted, destined for singlehood for the next 25 years? On a recent cold night, I felt my fears melt as I sat and laughed with my roommates. With them, I know I am loved. In hugely dramatic speeches and bars, in small favours, in quiet mornings, scrolling on our phones, our knees touching beneath covers. So I think this quote is a reminder that while we figure out our life and try to achieve the things we want to do, there is a lot of life to be lived in between these milestones. Thank you for listening to the Lazy Women podcast brought to you by the volunteers of the Lazy Women team. If you like this podcast, please rate it as it would help us to reach more people and to spread the lazy revolution. Our music is brought to you by Sophie M Project, The podcast is edited by our Lucy Hunter. Thanks so much, Lucy. And our design is done by Esther Twico and Selen Sarikaya. A special thanks to them. Bye. Bye.